0: All right, we're back Uh, once again. Apologize for the internet connection. Uh, I'm in Bangkok today, Um, but yeah, let's jump right back into it. So today we have uh, Grayson Earl on the show. He's the creator of Bail Block, uh, which is described as a computer program that bails people out of jail. And uh, my understanding is this relates to Monero because Monero is the currency that's used uh, for the mining purposes of of raising the funds and uh, I guess is also the money that's uh, actually donated to the cause. So uh, thanks for coming on the show, Grayson. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I did a little research and uh, I've noticed this isn't your first creative technology project. So maybe we could get into some of those as well. Uh, but before we jump into those, uh, do you mind, I guess, giving a quick background about yourself and telling us what exactly is Val block, if I didn't describe it correctly? Sure. No, I mean, you got it. But
1: um, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as I, uh, you know, my career and all this, um, I guess I typically describe myself as an artist. And uh, up until <coughs> uh, September of this year, I was based in New York City. Um, I've been in Ohio uh, for this academic year as a visiting professor of uh, studio art. Um, and I actually taught a class on cryptocurrencies and uh, sort of economic interventions. Um, and as far as bail block goes, it's uh, yeah, it's a distributed cryptocurrency mining project that directs the, uh, you know, the, the resources generated, 100% of them, to uh, bail, to bailing people out of jail, um, and more recently to paying immigration bonds for people uh, held in detention by ICE.
0: Okay, so how how did you, what compelled you to start this project, and why Monero?
1: Well, um, I mean, there's kind of a, you know, a, a trajectory to the project, of course. like Like many people, I have a almost got rich in Bitcoin story where um, I was in graduate school and was managing a computer lab. And this was in 2010, I think, and of course, heard about um, Bitcoin. It may have been 2011. Anyway, heard about Bitcoin and was really intrigued by this idea of mining, this process that sort of like potentiates the entire process, you know, incentivizes the level of participation um, that keeps the ledger up and, uh, you know, uh, attaches new blocks. and so I installed a script on some of the computers that I was managing um, at, you know, that would run at night. And I did this for like two weeks or something. And it was before Bitcoin was really worth anything. I think it was worth like, I don't know, 10 or $20 at the time. So it was really just a labor of love. Um, and I think I mined like two Bitcoin and then forgot about it. And then many you know, years later when I sort of like heard about Bitcoin again... Now that it was worth like, you know, thousands of dollars or something, I was like, oh, okay, or maybe a thousand dollars. This is uh, really interesting that, uh, you know, we we're able to sort of just generate value out of thin air. Of course, it helps that the value shot up drastically. Um, and then I was also really inspired by this project uh, that um, uh, was created by people at the Berkeley SETI Labs. So, SETI, for anyone who's unfamiliar, stands for the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. And, you know, before you, start thinking that I'm like a loony. Um, You know, this is an organization that was started by uh, Carl Sagan and Frank Drake. um, And, you know, essentially a part of NASA. I'm not sure what the relationship is, but, um, and they, you know, they have a large satellite array aimed into the stars and they sort of listen for signs of intelligent life out in the universe. Um, And I guess at some point in the, I wanna say the late 90s, early 2000s, they experienced a kind of a funding gap. And so the Berkeley arm of SETI, as far as I understand it, developed this software called SETI at Home, which was basically like software that you could download as an individual and then run on your computer and it would use your idle compute cycles to sort of take in that raw data from the satellite array. Um, and crunch it and then send it back to researchers in a usable format. And this basically, you know, created an ad hoc supercomputer. So rather than pay money to rent time on a supercomputer or something, they had a network of volunteers do this, this work. And so not only is it like volunteering also means that these people have some stake in the project, you know, they're, they're collaborators now. Um, And then when Donald Trump was elected president for me, it was just kind of like, we have to drastically rethink our engagement with the internet and I, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, made, made me want to get involved. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, not that I wasn't already involved, but, um, you know, I was thinking about organizations like, uh, black lives matter and Planned Parenthood and Greenpeace, uh, who were going to be affected by his presidency in particular. And so just thinking about ways to new ways of generating resources for those, uh, existing organizations. Um, and then, I teamed up with the new inquiry and some really great people over there like J.B. Ravineritz and Sam Levine and Maya Binyam and Rachel Rosenfeld and basically um, uh, and Francis saying uh, and, and we decided that uh, it would be uh, most beneficial if the sort of target for the project was bail. Um, and this is for a number of reasons, but I suppose I'll, I'll give a pause uh, for a second and address the, um, the question about why Monero. Um, and for well, before, me, I mean,
0: actually, before you get into the Y era cause now I'm interested yeah. in this path. So the, <laughs> the group that you were with that's working on it, that was the Illuminator group or that was, Oh no, it's, um, uh, the new inquiry, um, the new inquiry. And yeah. so they, they were the ones that kind of helped generate the concept of using this for, uh, bailing people out as opposed to uh, yeah, using I mean, it for some other good cause.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, at the time I was considering, um, some bail funds like the, uh, black mama bailout. Um, but yeah, the, the new inquiry, you know, the, the folks, there really sort of like, you know, they're, they're journalists and they have an eye for strategy. And so they, um, they, you know, shifted the focus to be, uh, entirely about bail, which I think is the right move. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, for a couple of reasons. I mean, one is just like, uh, just about efficiency because, uh, bail works on a revolving fund, which means that, um, if you pay bail for someone, if you post someone's bail and they meet the requirements of that bail, meaning they don't skip town or something, then the money comes back to you in full at the end. And so you can use that money to bail out another person and another person. And I think in New York state where we were operating out of, to begin with, uh, I think it's 94% of the time the bail comes back in full. Um, we don't try to harp on that aspect too much because we think that regardless of whether or not, you know, you're a supposed flight risk or you do skip town, you still deserve to have the same level of access to resources to get to meet bail that, you know, a rich person does or whatever, you know, it's uh, it's really just about leveling the, the playing field and sort of pointing to the, um, the sort of inherent injustices in the justice system. Gotcha.
0: And so, yeah, jumping then into the to the meat of the topic and why uh, most Monero people are listening, I, I would assume is why did you guys decide to use Monero for this purpose?
1: Well, at, I mean, at the time, it was really just it was just the one that had the most, um, the, you know, the the highest efficiency of sort of like power usage and. Uh, the types of computers that you could use, you know, it being ASIC resistant meant that um, our target audience of maybe like, you know, MacBook people or like uh, casual computing individuals um, could run a mining application and it could compete with larger mining, uh, uh, you know, projects, unlike Bitcoin or something where it we would just be lost. Uh, we wouldn't be able to to generate any resources really if we were just using CPUs and stuff like that. Um, and also uh, it, it was holding its value pretty steadily. So that to me was interesting. And then as we started to like develop the project further, I mean, there was the moment where, um, see if I can get this story right. Uh, maybe you can correct me, but I think Fluffy Pony uh, sort of made some promise or or alluded to some kind of like major development right around the time that a lot of development teams were doing this to like sort of make the value shoot up. Um, And so he kind of like trolled uh, the speculators a little bit. And then, you know, when the announcement came, uh, it was just a sort of like a funny uh, troll video. And I I sort of like that because, you know, it means that the the currency is about more than just sort of like hyper capitalist speculation. It's kind of, uh, it's got, it's got some
0: soul to it. Yeah, no, I think that's a good description. And uh, uh, Fluffy Pony got a lot of flack for that, but I think it did kind of steer the ship and set the course correctly in that it's more about uh, you know pumping up the price. It's about actually building something that people can use as digital cash. And I think he was, in his own way, trying to mu- remind everyone of that. Exactly.
1: Yeah, so I respected that move personally.
0: Okay, great. So... What are your feelings on min- cryptocurrency overall and Bitcoin and Monero? Do you have uh, an opinion on that? I definitely do. I mean, I feel sort of conflicted
1: about it, to be honest. Um, I'm I'm really into this idea of creating an alternative to the way, you know, uh, economics have been run for the past, I don't know, since the inception of capitalism and, and banking and, and even before that, I suppose. Um and you know the idea of smart contracts uh, sort of replacing white collar labor in the same way that automation has replaced blue collar labor over the past you know century and a half or something is also interesting to me. Um, I, but you know, I, I I always ask people at these crypto conferences like how revolutionary can this new financial system be if it's just going to benefit the same cast of characters? And that's kind of what we've been seeing uh, in terms of who's getting rich from this, right? It's like uh, like a bunch of white dudes and um, early adopters who, you know, have capital essentially, that, or they're already technically proficient or something. But a real revolutionary uh, economic or financial system would be sort of benefiting um, people that you know have historically been denied these sorts of privileges. So I think it's time for the crypto community to start asking difficult questions about how to build in. Equity as like a foundational part of the currency, um, which is totally possible when you have something like a smart contract system, right? Um, You could you know guarantee uh, the right to to strike or something, and this could uh, you know prohibit the uh, the the flow of capital. Um, You could correct the wage gap. There's all kinds of stuff that you can do. So um, I think that the possibilities are are really are really great, and uh, I'm just a little bit you know off put by the the speculation and the Sort of recapitulation of capitalism in uh, cryptocurrencies. Personally,
0: uh, you're breaking up a little bit. Hopefully, not for the view. You know, the viewers only for me. Oh right. Uh, but just to jump into another question related, I, I saw that you're related to the Dark Inquiry. This, uh, I guess, it's this group of technologists that, can, I, if you mind talking about it a bit, but it sounded like a group of technologists that kind of look at the darker side of technology and it's potential uh, negative impacts. And I was wondering if that's a correct assessment of the group and whether or not you guys ever looked at crypto uh, from that perspective, particularly Bitcoin with it being open and transparent and lacking privacy and fungibility. And if this becomes kind of the new world money, is that potentially uh, a dystopian thing where everybody is is uh, transacting on this open ledger for the whole world to see <coughs> excuse me well as far as the dark increase
1: concerned the uh, and this we always kind of talk about whether the name is appropriate because it's a bit confusing among other things but the the sort of dark aspect is supposed to be in reference to us as this kind of like shady clandestine group of uh, you know ethical uh hackers sort of like anarcho socialist hackers or something um and uh it's a it's a collective that's sort of uh, the new inquiry software vertical or something, you know, it came out of the new inquiry and uh, the first project is called uh, white collar crime risk zones. And it's a really interesting project. It's, I was not involved with that project by the way. Um, it's basically like, I don't know if you're, if you've ever uh, looked at one of these uh, crime heat, heat maps where it's like you're moving into a new area it's basically like a tool for the gentrifying class typically and you'll type in like you know some address in brooklyn or something and you'll get like a a heat map of where all of the crimes have been committed recently or something uh and this is supposed to like assist you in finding where you ought to um you know rent a house or something uh and so they created white collar crime risk zones which is like the same sort of you know idea of a heat map but everything is like red hot in the financial district in uh, in new york and it shows you know what sorts of white collar crimes were committed you know who was defrauded uh you know people who are had their homes foreclosed on like points to like who did that um and then does a composite of all of the faces of the of who might be committing these crimes and of course it ends up looking like just some every everyday white dude um and so we think of ourselves as uh, making rhetorical software, meaning like software that mounts an argument in and of itself. Uh, and so uh, Bail Block was the second project uh, out of the collective. And as of now, we don't have a, a third. Um, it's kind of, a, you know, a lot of people who are academics or have day jobs and stuff. So it'll probably be a little while till another project comes
0: out from the collective. Hmm. So is its it... Is it uh well maybe we can answer that question anyway do you have an, any any opinion on the potential uh, you know dystopian like future that something like bitcoin can create versus uh a protocol like monero that's uh fungible and private um at the base layer yeah i mean i think that there
1: is good reason to have a totally anonymous and private way to um, spend and and move money around, you know, especially like looking at the way the world is sort of headed right now, uh, being able to uh, transact resources without uh, the state or corporations sort of knowing what you're doing could be useful potentially. But, you know, it's also important to remember that for a lot of people in the world, they're already living in this dystopia that we're describing where they are under the thumb of the police and the state. Uh, and, you know, these are typically like marginalized Brown and black communities in America or like in the third world. Um, and so, you know, I bring it back to my sort of like criticism of, of cryptocurrency or hope for cryptocurrency, which is like, how do we make it actually a revolutionary financial system? Like these things of anonymity and, and, and privacy and all this, stuff, like that's, that's important, but, what would be really revolutionary is if we're sort of like banking the unbanked and giving real, real power to, to all people.
0: Yeah, I totally agree there. Um, Yeah, I personally, uh, I mean, I I see crypto just its first use case being um, sound digital cash. And then those things you're talking about would hopefully grow from that. Uh, as it proves itself as being this uh, sound digital cash that's censorship-resistant. And then f- my thesis from there is that I just think Monero uh, has the fundamentals that would allow it to do that the best versus uh, some of these other coins. Sure, yeah, I mean... Like, Go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, it seems to correct a
1: lot of the problems that the you know first-generation crypto stuff uh, had for sure.
0: All right. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think we should cut it here only because we have this poor internet and I have people walking <laughs> around the lobby. And uh, I would love to have you on again, though, if, if you're open to it in the future. We could talk more about the, uh, the state of the project and if you're working on anything else crypto-related. Yeah, definitely. I've got some fun stuff in the pipe. Uh,
1: maybe, you know... Maybe collaborating with some uh, some of the Berlin people. I, I won't say who, but uh, we've got some some fun ideas um, over at, you know, Trust and Full Notice. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. And for anyone listening that's interested in hearing more about the project, it's bailblock.thenewinquiry.com or just bailblock.com. It's B-A-I-L-B-L-O-C. Uh, and uh, you can either, you know, sign up or you can just read more about it. And, uh, yeah, I super appreciate being invited to be here. Thanks for what you do.
0: Thank you. Yeah. If you want to mention any other, uh, websites that you're associated with, now would be a good time. Oh, sure. Well, you
1: know, there's also the illuminator. That's, uh, people might get a kick out of that. It's high powered video guerrilla projection outfit. We, uh, we basically like project political messages onto places like Trump tower and whatever, um, you know, and, uh, in New York City, but also the rest of the world. So that's a fun one, theilluminator.org.
0: Sounds good. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on. Uh, I think this project, uh, the fact that you've chosen to use Monero is kind of a a testament to Monero working. Uh, I hope you see that as being the same. Um, I hope Monero continues to live up to that uh, that use case. Hey, you too. uh,
1: The better Monero does, the more people we can get
0: out of jail. So let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again. Uh, I'm going to cut this off only because uh, there's a lot of distractions over here. But uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you. All right. Bye. Have a good one. You too.